crazy, isn't it? All right. Yeah, maybe I have heard that before. Maybe that one fits, too. Speaking of British people, did everyone watch Bridgerton? Who watched Bridgerton? I watched a good portion of Bridgerton. I haven't finished it yet, but... Tom, did you watch no. any of it? Uh-uh. Did not. Uh-uh. Did not. Dexter, would you say Bridgerton? Would you tell Tom to watch Bridgerton? Uh, I would say you should yeah, watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom, Tom will fuck I mean, I think, um, again, like, it's one of those things where if somebody tells you who the people are real quick before you start watching, you have more of a, a better receptive... I don't know how to explain it. It's just, it's not, it's not that good at first. Like, it's like, right. what am I watching? They just throw you in there and you're like, okay, cool. And then all of a sudden it's like, this is kind of good. Once you find out who the queen is, you're like, oh, the queen's black. Cool. Okay. What's it on? <laughs> it's a Netflix show. Right. Yeah, it's a Netflix original. But it's Shonda. Did you know that? Uh-uh. Oh, the fucking Shonda Rhyme. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that was what the draw was to it. It was a Shonda Rhyme show. Okay. And that's crazy because isn't it now Netflix's most popular show? It is. It has become Netflix's most streamed show. All right. Well, I guess we could just, you know, go ahead and jump into this here podcast. Y'all ready? Get this thing cracking? Go for it. All right. Well, welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. So I'm your host. This is Nicole, and I'm joined by Dexter. Yo. And Tom. Hello. And Armani. What's up, guys? We have a full house this week. How's everyone doing? Awesome. (laughs) Great. Yeah, it's been a pretty good day. Okay, well, you know, there's like a million inches of snow here in Jersey. Armani, I'm guessing you don't have snow. Did it snow there? No, it didn't. Actually, it, it's actually been the warmest it's been in a minute, though. It was 55 today, but it hasn't snowed yet. Not the first time it's snowed. Um, yeah, there's there's all kinds of craziness and snow here. Well, first off, at the top of the podcast, Tom, I know you're pretty you're pretty active on Twitter. Have you seen the stuff with Gina Carano? Uh, you know what? I know there's been this hardest talk about her people saying cancel her and stuff like that, but I never knew why. I didn't know what she did or what she said. It's just I've always seen the aftermath of it. So, mm. so she's a big Trump supporter, and she's been on there caping for him and defending the stuff that he says. There was a call for her to be removed from The Mandalorian um, some time back, like before this season, this last season started is when they were, like, calling for her to get fired and stuff like that. And the cast and John Favreau kind of had her back. You know, whole freedom of speech thing. She can say what she wants. She can feel how she wants. How do we feel about that? I know, like, okay, R. Kelly's gotten the fuck out of here because he was a nasty human being. But where He's do... We... R. Kelly. I know. No, 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 no. I know, I know, I know. I wasn't I'm saying... Not, no, I'm not saying, uh-huh. that, like, you know, I'm not chastising you. I'm just saying... <laughs> It don't even matter what she said. If she's just supporting Trump, she doesn't deserve to get canceled. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, Armani, how do you feel about that? I feel like after the Capitol incident, Trump is now aligned pretty much with. Like, if you still support Trump at this point, after all of that, it's kind of like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, that's, that's saying a lot about you. So I don't, I don't blame them for wanting to get her out the show. Because, like, for you to still openly say that you support Trump after all that is bold. Yeah, like, Tom, what do you think? I mean, I, I'm, I believe in freedom of speech. You know, I, I, I don't want to, you shouldn't bring politics into your, you know, it shouldn't have anything to do with your, your occupation. You know what I'm saying? Unless it had something to do with something on set or something to that effect, I don't really care. Still, I agree. You making that, at this point, if you make that state, statement that you're a Trump supporter, then you have to, be prepared for the backlash that comes with it. You know what I'm saying? 
there's going to be a lot of Peter Snark going to mess with you because of it. So, I mean, it's, it's on you if you want to say that or not. I think you should keep your politics, you know, your religious beliefs and things. If, especially if you're a public person, you might want to keep it to yourself if it's, you know, if it's, you know, could, could be controversial. Yeah, and sometimes you got to choose when to play the game. I believe your people are going to be controversial. However, losing your job for that, I don't think that that's like, I think that's still in alignment with just your personal views. I mean, I get that it incites people. I get it makes people mad. However, I don't know if that's the same thing as canceling somebody because they are just being completely inflammatory to a certain group when you see certain types of homophobia or you see certain types of racism or other types of prejudice. I feel like that's different. You know what I mean? I don't know if just being a doofus is enough for you to get fired from your job. I don't know. But I agree with y'all. You know, when you're a public figure, you're going to get scrutinized. So at the end of the day, try not to be... I don't know. It's a thin line. Because I don't know if you should be able to say something or if you silence yourself for everyone else. I don't know. Twitter is weird. But when you get on Twitter, you're going to get whatever you're going to get. So if people want to cancel, whatever. You shouldn't be talking stupid. (laughs) The one thing is people are still calling for her to not be on the next season of The Mandalorian. However, I thought we weren't even doing another season of The Mandalorian. I thought The Mandalorian was done, and the next set would be the Boba Fett saga. So they might just be able to... Isn't she supposed (laughs) to be on that uh, other show? On the uh, Boba Fett show? No, not that show. Was it uh, Rogue Squadron or something like that? Oh. The show with uh, the chick, uh, me, I can't say her name. Uh, the, the, the the Asian lady that was that had the sniper rifle with the robot stomach that was with them in the end. Aren't they supposed to be getting their own, like, spinoff show? Rogue Squadron is a movie that is going to be coming out in 2023. And it's still so under wraps that when you go on, like, IMDb, it doesn't even list the cast. It yeah, just has director, story, and it says plot kept under wraps. Concept. Of course, Disney is going to be super secretive with what they have. Yeah, coming I think it's, it's that and uh, what is it, the, the Bad Batch? That's another one they're doing. I think that's animated. Got it. Yes, yeah, so I guess we'll see what happens. Are y'all actually looking forward to the whole Boba Fett thing? I mean, as a lifelong Star Wars person, I kind of like, I kind of want him to be. You want Boba I, 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 I didn't really care for that character. I didn't think he was that cool. But growing, at least when I was a kid growing up, I mean, I remember my brother giving me his old Boba Fett toy, and it was like, he didn't do anything, you know? And that's how I always looked at it. And I know there's a lot of people who were fans of him. And it's just like, okay, you brought him back. And I'm like, all right, I guess that's cool. We gave him a little backstory in the prequel. I guess. I just not, not a big fan favorite of mine. Armani, do you even care about Star Wars? Mm. What about it are you talking about? <laughs> if Boba Fett gets the Boba Fett series, are you looking forward to it? Are you going to watch it? Oh, I, yeah, no, I don't care. Maybe, if it's good. But I've said that about The Mandalorian. I still haven't got to watch it yet. Mm, Dexter? I'm definitely going to watch it. I'm not a Star Wars fan in the least. However... I think that that's the best Star Wars thing that's ever come out. Not necessarily. Yeah, I think that's the best Star Wars thing that's ever come out. So I wouldn't mind having some more of that because Mando was good. Mandalorian was really good. I think John Favreau needs to do more things. He needs to direct more stuff. Yeah, guy too. Um, what's his name? Dave Filoni. He's the guy that does the that did the Clone Wars cartoon. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. the other like showrunner for them on that. And I think they're and he's like. He's super nerdy when it comes to like lore of Star Wars, and I think that's what's really cool about them doing that. 
doing that series. I think that's my favorite thing. Just the the little things in the background that only lifelong nerds would really appreciate and notice was this is probably the coolest thing about that show to me. Facts. I think that's what makes the movies great is because you have people who are fans of the art that are doing it. Unlike Blade, which we <laughs> determined was not a good series. Those films were not good. They don't hold up well at all. They were they were at the beginning though. They weren't given their just due because they didn't have anything but they didn't have anything to go off of then. Wasn't that the first Marvel movie? Either way, I know that those movies came out super early before Marvel Studios was really anything prior to Iron Man. It almost don't count. Uh, You're looking it sorry. up. Yeah, Punisher. There's an eighty. There's an eighty-nine Punisher with Dolph Lundgren. I know. I've seen that. <laughs> I mean, but if we go back that far, there was a Hulk movie. Yeah, uh, uh, I think you mean the Thomas Jane one, right? <laughs> yeah, we're talking about the Thomas Jane Punisher. Yeah, yeah. That came out in two thousand four. And Blade came out in ninety eight. But we are not going to talk about Lou Ferrigno's Hulk. We're not going to <laughs> Bill Bixby and uh. Oh, there's Howard the Duck too. Oh, yeah. yeah, you're right. But Howard the Duck never does. Howard the Duck even really get the credit for being a Marvel movie? Does he, it? He was in Guardians. No, I'm saying, but the Howard the Duck movie is it billed as a Marvel? Like Blade has Marvel Studios in the credits. I don't know if there was a studios then. Probably not. So, because I know, I mean, it was just a Marvel character getting a movie. Yeah, it's just a random one-off. So technically, Blade was the first superhero movie then. So it, that's its claim to fame. It ain't quality. Well, I think there, in fact, there's a Captain America movie. Uh, I saw it, my dad showed it to me when I was a little kid. It was, I think it came out like the early 90s. Or, uh, let me see if I can find it. Sorry to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't really care. I'm like, yeah, it came out 1990, Captain America. 1990? 1990. Who was in it? Matt Salinger is Captain America. Okay. A bunch of old this, people I've never heard of. This week's assignment, everyone's going to watch that movie. Please don't. Oh, God. <laughs> that, yeah, so apparently my dad showed me this movie when I was eight, and, and, I, and I've never watched it since. <laughs> this sounds like a great theme for a bad B-movie segment for the next <laughs> Everyone has to bring a bad B-movie to the table uh, to discuss. Hello. <laughs> Moving on from one problematic person to the next, Marilyn Manson has been outed as another nasty individual finally being held accountable for his actions he got dropped by his record label uh he got dropped from american gods and i believe some other projects is everyone aware of what's been going on with that story yeah i was aware when the evan rachel woods thing first came out um when the video was circulating of her deposition video yeah, this isn't new to me, I guess. Like you said, he's finally catching a backlash for his actions at this point. Come on, dog. Come on. Who you gonna say that? It's Marilyn Manson, man. <laughs> this, this is why I don't understand. Think about it. We're talking about Marilyn Manson. Someone who, at the very least, has... He expresses himself how he expresses himself. For whatever reason, would anybody expresses themselves in that abstract of a way, you would assume that they have some abstract ways behind closed doors. And come on, man, it's Marilyn Manson. Beating people, how we would describe abstract express expression, though? No, not at all. Not at all. No, all I'm saying is you can be abstract. However, when weird shit comes out, 
and you look like Marilyn Manson. It's not surprising. Yeah. It's art yeah. It's like, I, I, oh, shit, the correlation is there. That, I was thinking that the whole time when I first read the story, like, am I, should I be surprised at this? Like, like, and I didn't want to think that's wrong. And, you know, I, I don't, nothing against Evan Rachel Wood. I like her. But, you know. She's weird, too. <laughs> yeah, it's like when I found out you were dead, Marilyn Mouse, I said, huh, all right then. A little strange. <laughs> what I'm saying to you, okay, so, all right, all right, let me, you know, I don't want to sound all crazy, but like. We're not kink shaming. Let's say this. Yeah, let's, we're let's, not. let's just say, like, for her, Evan Rachel Wood, for her to be attracted to him, a guy that likes to look like him. <laughs> Right now, whatever it is that that may be, I'm not saying that you can't express yourself how you want to express yourself. But what is it about you that is attracted to that? You know what I mean? And when you're attracted to that, what type of weird shit goes on behind closed doors? Like we're not talking about somebody who dresses abstract only. We're talking about somebody who is abstract. That's what I'm saying. And we're talking about. Who like, is what's the, who's the who's the rebound guy after that? You know what I mean? Yeah, who you date next? Who you date next? <laughs> who you date next? Right? The lead singer of Placebo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tom, I'm glad you know who Placebo is. Oh, I'm mad that I know who it is. That's the. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do understand that. Like, people are fans of his music. People are fans of the things that he does. So they would be attracted to him. It's not like. I just don't understand how when people appear uh, different and then they do different shit, people be like, oh, my God, I'd be more surprised when somebody regular is doing some wild shit. And then you'd be like, damn, like eating people like Like Army Hammer. (laughs) (laughs) That was a wild moment. There it is. (laughs) He looks so normal. That's what I'm saying. He's, he's got money. I feel like Army like, Hammer looks a little crazy, though. I ain't gonna lie. He does have a look. He, ha- he has that smile. <laughs> smile? This is like, eat bitches? Nah. <laughs> I don't know what that smile is. <laughs> i never seen a real Jeffrey Dama. Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> I guess we have to delete the beautiful people off all our playlists. Yo, can we talk about something like, like, like can we go back to Marvel? Like, cause that's crazy. So that is <laughs> ironic that she would say that, cause that's what was next. Moving on to the MCU, because it seems to always have a place. Don Cheadle is going to be making an appearance on Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, that has been confirmed. We will see War Machine. Is there anyone else that you guys would like to see? We've got WandaVision going on. We know we're gonna get Doctor Strange and WandaVision. We know we're gonna Do get. Do you Don- know that though? You know what? Do we? Has that been confirmed? I don't. Maybe not. Maybe that's not been in writing anywhere. But we know that this ties into Doctor Strange's movie. All right. I know he's supposed to be in Spider Man too. Yes, Spider Man heavy. So who else might y'all want to see it pop up on either Wandavision or Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Is there anyone else y'all even care to have cameo? I don't. I'd want to see Spider Man. Okay. So I'm always down to see Spider Man anywhere. So yeah. Arm- Armani, anybody? I'd want to see some new characters. Like, I'm hoping, because are you talking, when you're talking about Doctor Strange on WandaVision, were you going based off of what they said, that there's going to be a reveal on this next episode that's rival to Luke in The Mandalorian? Is that what we're going based off of? So, actually, we're going to put a pin in that, and we're going to circle back to that. That is not what I'm talking about, but we will talk about that in a second. <laughs> but is there, what, so you said you want to see new characters. So what new characters? I want to see new characters. Because I was, I was reading and there were talks about them possibly 
using WandaVision and them taking the House of M route. Mm-hmm. So if they took this to kind of, I guess, introduce the new X-Men that they'll be using, because I don't think they're, gonna, they're not going to use the Fox X-Men lineup. So this would be the perfect time to have something like that happen. Yeah, that would make sense. Dexter? No expectation, no disappointment. <laughs> I know why you say that. <laughs> no, because like I mean, I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here having all of these wishes yeah. of anybody in the MCU that we want to pop up. Like I would love to see everybody pop up. Who's likely to pop up? It's not even. Think about it. It's not even set in stone what a lot of people are. You know what I mean? Like War Machine is somebody who. Doesn't really get a lot of screen time. So, yeah, I'm sure Don Cheadle loves to reprise his role as War Machine. But a lot of the people that I want to see, they ain't coming on the show. Like who? Like Thor. Got you. Okay, I understand what you're saying. Thor's not coming on the show. You know, we're not going to have, you know, any of the main people on the show. So you're asking me what B person do I want to see on the show? Spider-Man ain't going to be on that show. Sorry, Tom. No, that's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Dexter's working on it behind the scenes. He knows. I'm just saying, Tom Holland is not popping up on WandaVision. Like, <laughs> not without there being some sort of buzz around it. Yeah, no. Okay, I, I understand what you're saying. And truthfully, you're probably the most right person around here right now. Well, my thing is, on Mandalorian, I had no idea Luke Skywalker was going to pop up at the end. You know what I'm saying? So that was a nice, they kept that to the chest. You know what I'm saying? Nobody, there was not a rumor or nothing. No disrespect, but Luke ain't special. Woo, what? Hold on, hold on. (laughs) Hold on. The legend of Luke is special. The character Luke is special. The person who plays Luke. Mark Hamill? He ain't got a whole lot of, he ain't got like a million roles where he doesn't want to come do something that made his whole entire life famous. Like, you know what I mean? It's not like somebody like, like Iron Man didn't make Robert Downey Jr. You know what I mean? Robert Downey Jr. made Iron Man. Unfortunately, he falls in the Don Cheadle category too. We, he ain't, he's happy to be here. All right. I'm gonna let y'all get him. Mark Hamill? The Joker? Joker? You look like Mark Hamill is a... Is a big movie star. Like, Mark Hamill is the voice of Joker, the voice of Chucky, and Luke Skywalker. We got we got more things on the repertoire, guys? I'm on uh, IMDb right now. I go by. The only other thing I ever seen him in was Kingsman and Corvette Summer. And I'm the only person I know that's seen Corvette Summer, so. I will say he does a lot more voice acting. Yeah, I'm not trying to disrespect his... I'm not trying to disrespect Luke Skywalker. I'm not even really trying to disrespect Mark Hamill. I'm trying to say that he's not anybody. He's not walking around here turning down roles. Okay, that's. Oh wait, he was in the uh, was in the Jay and Silent Bob movie. Mm-hmm. Listen to you, so, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Can we move on to the next thing? <laughs> <laughs> he's happy to be here. <laughs> So, Disney, I'll try not to do any shows this episode. Disney, in talking TV shows, has a World of Wakanda series that has been confirmed. A Black Panther, I'm sorry, Black Panther Kingdom of Wakanda spinoff series is coming to Disney Plus, and Ryan Coogler is attached to it. So, in the realm of 
WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we're going to be able to see Wakanda brought to life uh, on a TV series. I think this has the potential to be epic TV. There's not too many really epic TV series going on right now. I mean, Game of Thrones was epic TV series. There's been others I can't think of, but this has the potential to do a lot. What do y'all think about it, Tom? Uh, yeah, I, I'm just I like I love those shots you get uh, those couple scenes of Black Panther when they showed him walking around in Wakanda and like mm-hmm. the cool ass graffiti that's on the wall. It's not like you know profanity or anything. It's like artful graffiti and stuff like that. Like I'm all about what. And if you could show me what this this super advanced high tech you know basically black African city looks like, that's got to be the coolest thing ever. Armani. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, and also because I'm interested to see. Where exactly, like, who this, who is it focusing on? Mm-hmm. Like, the show itself. Because they said they're not recasting Black Panther. So, is this going to kind of be the start of, we're going to see Shuri beginning? I mean, not not to make expectations, but. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing a view of Wakanda from just peripheral characters. Like, from, I mean, uh, oh gosh. What was Okoye's boo thing? But, I mean, he's a pretty booked and busy actor, so I don't really know if he would be tied down to that. What's what oh, is he uh, doing? Could we see yeah. M'Baku? Could we just M'Baku. see different tribes? Yeah. What do you think? I think that Wakanda is a very unique situation. I don't think that any other land we would be interested in their world. I don't think that if, you know, we went to, uh, what was Thor's planet? Asgard. Asgard. Oh, yeah, Asgard is gone. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, but I don't even think that even if we went to New Asgard, a a show about New Asgard would be that interesting. Mm -hmm. Or a show about, even if you just went to, I don't know, if you just said we were going to Metropolis or in in the DC world or whatever, it's just like, it's not the same as Wakanda, which has its own world, which has its own, I don't know, they could go anywhere they want to go with it. Are they still doing the movie? And this is just addition to it. Yes, this is in addition to the movie. So, yeah, they probably will stray away from messing with anybody that's on, in the movie like that. But, again, I think it comes down to the same thing what I was just saying. Like, you're not going to get certain people to sign on for that. You're going to get the people who are happy to take that type of opportunity. So, yeah, you might get a Shuri you might get a Koye. Is that how you say her name? Yes. You might get, you know, you might get Nakia. You you know what I mean? What we're not going to get is <laughs> Killmonger. I mean, like, we're not going to get a Killmonger show, I don't think, because he's just a, a, a massive actor. You know what I mean? I would think they would use him in a different capacity, and he wouldn't sign on for something like that. However, I think that the best part about this Marvel stuff and all of the things that are being done with the universe is... We know that they're going to be done well, so it doesn't really matter who's going to be in them because they, you know, they've been killing it, period, for the last maybe like five or six movies. I think ever since like Ragnarok came out, they everything that just comes out after that or maybe Civil War, I think everything after that they've just been killing it with. So I can't imagine it not being fire. It doesn't matter who they use. Yeah, I think this last episode of WandaVision probably sealed exactly just that. Because we were all like, what the fuck are we watching? Those first couple episodes. And then it was like, okay, in Marvel, we trust. I, I knew they were going to do us right. I just well, I, I was a fan of the first episode. I was getting abused. 
I was a fan of the first three episodes. I wasn't worried about it at all. I, I, I knew seeing the trailers, like, you know, there's more to it. I knew it wasn't going to be sitcom, the whole thing. But, you know, like I said, I, you know, just, I figured it was something she was doing. Like, this was something in Wanda's head. And we're just seeing it play out in this, this sitcom, this retro sitcom way. So I was just waiting for it to drop, you know, something to happen. Makes sense. On the topic still of Black Panther, SAG Award nominee or award season is upon us. We've gotten the nominations have come out for the SAG Awards and for the Golden Globes. So we're going to start with the SAG Awards and kind of go over those. There have been some snubs, um, but on a positive note, because we're going to start this on a positive note. Chadwick Boseman is the first actor to get four nominations in one award season. Those are all very much well-deserved nominations. So we're just going to kind of run over the big ones real quick. Uh, Outstanding performance by cast in a motion picture. Five Bloods, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Minari, One Night in Miami, The Trial of the Chicago 7. That is four Black movies nominated for Outstanding Cast in a Motion Picture. That's pretty legit. Uh, Who do y'all got? Only because I have not seen One Night in Miami, I'm going to go with The Five Bloods. Okay. Tom? Uh, I like One Night in Miami. I thought, you know, the guy, especially, I don't even know, was the guy that played uh, Malcolm X? Not Ma- Malcolm X. Well, yeah, the guy that played Malcolm X and uh, what's my man from Hamilton? Um, I forget his name. Leslie uh, Odom. Yeah, Leslie Odom. I thought their dynamic, just their interaction was, mm-hmm. was, was the best part of the movie for me. I, I'm going to go with The Five Bloods. I think that cast was amazing together the old guys were great so it was a good cast though you're right as much as i wasn't necessarily the biggest person caping for that movie the first time watching it i definitely think that uh, the cast is pretty special um outstanding performance by a male actor in a leading role riz ahmed for sound of metal chadwick boseman Maurice black bottom anthony hopkins the father gary oldman for mank and steven yen for minari i think we're probably all leaning towards chadwick yeah every every category mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I've never, I didn't see Mank. Yeah, no, I, Gary Oldman, I know Riz. So let me not go put all my eggs in the basket there because Gary Oldman be killing it. I know uh, I saw The Sound of Metal on Amazon and I was about to watch it, but I think it was a long movie or something like that, but I didn't watch it. But I didn't see a lot of those, so I can't really say a lot. I'll pick my boy Gary Oldman, my favorite. Outstanding performance by female actor in the lead role. Amy Adams for Hillbilly Elegy, Viola Davis, Vanessa Kirby, Frances McDormand, and Carrie Mulligan. So between Viola Davis and Amy Adams. I'm voting for everybody black. Viola got it. (laughs) Tom? I'm just going to go for Viola Davis. (laughs) Should we just go with that? Do we really need to even go through it? Having looked over these, these, are there anything... What do you guys actually think is missing more so from these awards? Nothing. It was a tough year. You know what? A note that I would like to say mm-hmm. is that they put a lot of Lovecraft up there. And I would like to vote for Lovecraft for those. But I can't lie. I don't think they're going to get the awards that they're hoping for. Outstanding performance by a cast in a drama series. Better Call Saul, Bridgerton, The Crown, Lovecraft Country, and Ozark. I think it's going to Ozark. <sighs> I, I gave it either Ozark or Bridgerton. I feel like Ozark is the better show, but Lovecraft's cast ain't nobody better than that cast. They 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 did they did a lot. They, they like that show is full of a lot of ugh, man. If anything, their cast is fire. Their cast and what they did with those ten episodes, man, they had us on a ride. They had us pissed off, happy, <laughs> crazy, confused, and every performance 
was like moving. I don't know, man. Lovecraft, that's what where Lovecraft shine. Maybe I ain't understand it, and maybe you know the 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 end result wasn't that great, but their cast was fire. Tom, what do you think about that? I'm going for Lovecraft. I agree with that. You know what I mean? My man, I, I like him, and he makes a little poop faces. His real emotional, right? He acting through it, everything. He be killing it. They all Journey killed it. Journey killed it. Journey killed it. Journey sister killed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she definitely killed it. Like that was a man. There was no shortage of acting in that. That's all. Who's next? Outstanding performance by a male actor in a drama series: Jason Bateman, Sterling K. Brown, Josh O'Connor, Bob Odenkirk, and Reggae Jean Page. But Jason Bateman for Ozark. Like I don't know if I'm. I'm glad Reggae Jean Page got nominated because I don't think he was recognized for Roots. A few years back when that was on, had came out, but mm-hmm. he's not fucking with Jason Bateman. Nah, man. Shout out to my boy Jason Bateman. Anything that Jason Bateman's in, you see his name, <laughs> you just click it. It's good. <laughs> he's now like my top five favorite actors. Yo, he's he's special, man. Especially uh, when you put me on that last movie. What's it called again? This is where I leave you, Armani. You've seen this is where I leave you. You remember that movie, right? No, which one is it? This it sounds familiar. I feel like I've seen it, but Jason Bateman, Tina Fey, Adam Driver. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Were they all siblings? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that was a great movie. Tom, have you ever seen that movie? No, I, never, I know what you're talking about. When you started, when you named the cast, I realized what you were talking about. I've you should watch it. it. It's a great movie. That's a great ensemble cast right there. But Jason Bateman and Tina Fey together are just gold anyway. Moving along, outstanding actress, female actor in a drama. Jillian Anderson, The Crown. Okay, The Crown has three noms. It's The Crown in Ozark. It's literally The Crown in <laughs> Ozark. Wow. For this category. Um, outstanding performance by a cast in a comedy series. Dead to Me, Flight Attendant, Great Shit's Creek, and Ted Lasso. I have only watched The Flight Attendant on this list. Did you guys watch anything? Armani, have you seen anything else on this list? Yeah, I watched Shit's Creek. I think Shit's Creek's real funny. Tom, do you watch anything else on this list? No, but I've heard Ted Lasso was pretty good. Out of those five, Dead to Me, I've watched The Flight Attendant. I've watched Shit's Creek. I've watched... Ted Lasso, I've watched. The best performance by a cast would be Schitt's Creek. Schitt's Creek is like the best show ever. Like, if you ever want to watch a show, a complete show, a show that is really funny, poignant, funny, that hits, Schitt's Creek is fire. It deserves all of that. I don't know who to pick for this next one because it's Dan Levy, Eugene Levy, Jason Sid- Dacus, is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rami Yusuf for Rami, and then Nicholas Holt for The Great. Um, like I said, Dan and Eugene Levy. Dan, man, Dan is popping. I would I'd like to see the son win it and then go up there and just thank his father and then we all cry. His son is like the genius behind, like, it's him <laughs> and his dad that are behind the show. Do y'all have any input on, that was the list of outstanding actors in the comedy series. Any input there, Armani? I said Eugene Levy just because, like, I, it was between him and his dad. Because I also went with Shit's Creek last for the last category. Tom? Uh, I don't have any input. I, I don't watch a lot of comedy, so, you know, I think. But I've heard Shit's Creek and Ted Lasso are cool. Okay. Um, actually, skipping down a little bit. So, outstanding performance by a female actor in a television movie or miniseries, Michaela Cole was nominated here for I May Destroy You. So, the nominations for that category is Kate Blanchett. Michaela Cole, Nicole Kidman for The Undoing, and Taylor Joy for Queen's Gambit, and Carrie Washington for Little Fires Everywhere. Ooh. Yeah, I'm going with Michaela Cole here. 
think I'll that's clear. I still give it. A, I'll give it to Kerry Washington. The little fires everywhere. Yeah. Um. What's your thoughts? Have, which of those have you watched? Any of them? No. Everybody. I, somebody told me to watch uh, the Queen's Gambit. Said I probably would like it. So I mean, I might give that a shot. Dexter. I watched all of those shows as well. No, I don't. I've never watched Mrs. America. However, I don't know. Shorty and Queen's Gambit. I think it's one of those things between her and Michaela Cole. It's one of those things where you're on the screen the entire show. So you got to give some credit to that. They're like, they're pretty much the entire shows. Yeah, that's pretty fair for sure with those two. Okay. That is the SAG Awards that airs April 4th. Next award show that is coming up is the Golden Globe. This is where people get the chance to EGOT if they win a Golden Globe. SAG Award nominations. Best Picture for Drama. The Father, Mank, No Man Land, Promising Young Woman, Trial of the Chicago 7. We're not going to necessarily talk about who we think should win that, but clearly there's some things missing from, <laughs> from that category. Let's just start there with what's missing. It's no Ma Rainey. There's no five. The Five Bloods is not there. Let's just say what it is. There's nothing there. Trial of Chicago 7, but literally that movie was basically about white people who's the trial for helping out black people. Yeah, I thought that was about the Vietnam War. I didn't watch it. There was the only, the black character, the guy who played Fred Hampton in that, though, did a damn good job. Best picture, musical or comedy? I, do Do we think musical and comedy should go together, Tom? Mm-hmm. I don't get it. I don't get the, the, the connection. Unless it's, you know, all musicals are comedies or something. Uh, I think probably should be a own separate thing. Or maybe there's not enough. They just had to combine it into one category. I think we could probably get enough comedies in a year to, for that to be a Yeah, I, I, was, I couldn't figure out a real <laughs> way to try to compare both of those together. Maybe not enough musicals, but definitely enough comedies. I would like to see Hamilton win this award. That would be great. Best Actress in Motion Picture, Viola Davis, Ma Rainey, Audra Day for the United States versus Billie Holiday, Vanessa Kirby, Frances McDermott, and Carrie Mulligan. So two black actresses nominated. Can we can we talk about Ma Rainey, like Viola Davis' performance of Ma Rainey? Who loved it? Armani, did you like it? I, I No, I didn't love it, but I love Viola. Okay. <laughs> Tom? I haven't seen it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Texter? It was compelling. Uh, I don't know how much of a movie. I don't know. I don't want to rag on nothing that was basically all Chadwick. However, it was really engaging, but I wasn't, you know, I'm never going to watch that movie again. Okay. Um, Viola Davis has achieved her EGOT. So whether she wins or not, she's already got that. So she's won this award before. Best actor, Riz Ahmed, Sound of Metal, Chadwick Boseman, Anthony Hopkins, Gary Oldman. Tahir Rahim. So pretty much the same nominations from the SAG Awards. So I'm guessing we're probably all going to go with the same people. Let's see. Any big differences here? Best actor for a motion picture or musical or comedy? Sasha Baron Cohen, James Corden, Lin-Manuel Miranda, Dev Patel, and Andy Samberg. Um, I wanted Lin to win. I want him to win. Remind me what you about to say. I was going to say, this is why comedy and musical shouldn't be in the same category because it's like they're they're both great on their own accord but it's like you can't it's apples to oranges as they would say putting sasha baron cohen in a category with james corden and lynn manuel miranda and it's not for (laughs) sweetie todd is nuts yeah why because they sing like i don't borat and we're not don't get me wrong 
All right, so I'm going to take a stab in the dark. Unpopular, of course. They're both farce. <laughs> what do you mean? Musicals and comedies are both farce. Which which musical is serious? Except, like, like wh- which musical can you show me that's dead ass? Sweeney Todd. That's musical. Les like Mis? The last five years. Les Mis is, Les Mis is still very... Rent. <laughs> But these are not, but Rent, even Rent, Rent is not like this. Rent is Dream not girl. this. <laughs> She's going to keep going. She's a theater person. Again, <laughs> again. No, but respect to her being a theater person. But when you think about anything that you just named, even when you think about Dream Girls, when you think about like all of this stuff is over the top. All of this stuff is a little bit over the top. It's not like you're, it's not like these are 100% um, uptight, butt pucker type of things these are like when you watch not the five bloods yeah like when you watch these things they're they're meant to be fun they're meant to be enjoyable like they're not meant to be this deep thing you know what i'm saying and i I think the biggest thing is they're just distinguishing it from drama which is a whole different thing i think that the reason why they put the two together is because it's less of a slap at musicals and it's more with the comedies. I don't think there's enough comedies that even deserve to even be nominated. Just because there's just because you can find five comedies that came out within the year don't mean they're worth being Golden Globe nominees. Now, no disrespect. I'm not trying to disrespect musicals because musicals are done really well because of the fact that they are a overlooked genre. I don't think that they're respected as much. I think it's easier to green light a comedy than it is to green light a musical even with like the greatest showman and you look at how hard it was to green light that great movie you know what i mean i can understand the uphill battle that they go through if that makes sense mm-hmm. it does but i think i've like i like uh palm springs i think it's a cool movie but i don't think it's in the same league as hamilton you know, I wouldn't even, there's nothing I would compare that. To. You know, I couldn't compare those two movies at all. There's no singing in, in, at all or anything. It's not even that much of a comedy. It's more of a, just, it's kind of more of a, just a rom-com with a little bit of sci-fi. But if you think about like rom-coms, no rom-com is ever getting nominated for anything. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they don't even have categories for them. They're not getting, they're not, <laughs> like, it's not like they're not taking it seriously. Think about if you make rom-coms and that's all you make. You're never getting nominated for anything. Right. You know <laughs> like, Catherine Heigl. <laughs> Who else like, makes rom-coms? I don't know. She just, got nominated for something? No, she hasn't been. And But that's rom-coms. Just, she's who came came to mind. Right, right, She's right. done nothing but rom-coms for the most part. All I think is Josh Yeah, you're right. Yeah, her and Josh Duhamel. Huh, together. Best Supporting Actor in a Motion Picture. This category I do like. We got Sasha Baron Cohen, Trial of Chicago 7, Daniel Kalua. Is that the right way to pronounce his name? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Jared Leto, The Little Things, Bill Murray, Leslie Odom Jr., One Night in Miami. Tom, what do you think? Hmm. Well, we ain't even seen Judas and the Black Messiah, so this is interesting. But. Yeah, I, yeah I, like I said, I really like Leslie Odom's performance in um, One Night in Miami. As it was Sam Cooke, I thought he killed it. I, I thought him, his questions, like I said, his interacting with this unknown actor that I don't know who he is to play Malcolm X was crazy. I, I was really interested. I loved the, you know, even the fact that he was singing his own, you know, it wasn't like him singing, you know, others. You know, it was him singing. The fact that he could do that in the movie and everything. So I thought that was really good. He has a really good voice. Armand, yeah. 
I'm just gonna go with Leslie Odom Jr. because I didn't really watch many in this category, and like you said, we haven't seen um, Judas and the Black Messiah yet. I'm glad to see Dan Kaluuya nominated for something though. Um, Dexter, thoughts on this? Any thoughts on this category? Nope. I uh, so I'm gonna go <laughs> Jared Leto. <laughs> the little things, his character, little things, only because like literally just watched it today, finished it. His character might be one of the best characters of the year in a movie. Oh, he's a complete creep. Though. I liked it too. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was just like, I don't think I've ever enjoyed a Jared Leto performance. I, I don't, and I only knew of two. Like, I could only think of two that I told Dexter before this. And I was like, eh, Jared Leto. And then watching this, I'm like, oh, I get it. I get it. This is, he, deserve, he might deserve an Oscar nomination, whether he'll win or not. So that's really heavy praise for the little things. So if you, Armani, you said you're, you haven't watched it. I think you're the only one who hasn't watched it. No, I didn't watch the little things yet. Okay. And Tom, you said you did watch it, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree with you on uh, Jared Leto. I think he probably had the most interesting character. Yes. You know, I think he completely was. It, it's like, what's what I would they say? Chewing the scenery. Chewing mm-hmm. the scenery. Every time it's, he's on screen. And it's almost like you're waiting for him to get on screen. And when he gets on screen, it's like, what is he doing? You're, you're, you're just, this guy, is, he's a creep. So yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I don't. We're not. I don't want to spoil the movie here, right. but it's it's good. It's good. Um, kind of just speeding up a little bit through these nominations. Regina King is nominated for best director of a motion picture for One Night in Miami. Love to see her get a director award. That'd be great. Best animated picture: The Crudes, Onward, Over the Moon, Soul, Wolfwalkers. Has everyone seen Soul? Uh, I sadly have not. Listen, I'm trying to catch up. I'm trying to catch up. Mm. Best drama series, The Crown, Lovecraft Country, Mandalorian, Ozark, and Ratchet. Tom, who you got? I'm going with Lovecraft. Armani. No, I'll still go with Lovecraft. Dexter. Lovecraft, man. <sighs> I haven't seen a lot of The Crown to know, you know, what that's about. And Ozark, I think Ozark is a great show. I just don't know if, I don't know. I think I just love Lovecraft. I think Lovecraft was so dynamic. I, I'm glad to see Lovecraft nominated. I think this is going to be a tough category. I don't even know who to choose, to be honest with you, because you've got shows on here that were a complete story from beginning to end. Like, it took you on a journey that was very well fleshed out. You kind of knew, not knew, not that you knew where what was going to happen, but it was it felt complete. Right. And I just remember when Lovecraft Country, as we were going through it week to week, I kept just feeling like, every episode was something different. Like, I wasn't watching the same show. I felt like I was watching an anthology series for, like, the first half of it. So while it was great, I think that might be the thing that cost it the award. Whereas Mandalorian, Ozark, those two are heavy favorites. I'm, I'm glad to see the Mandalorians there. I think that's dope. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Let's see. I don't care about anything else. Um... There's no black people nominated for best actress or best actor. So we don't care about it. Nope. And quite frankly, <laughs> Ryan Cranston will probably win for, for best actor for Your Honor. I think he, Hugh Jackman's also nominated for The Undoing. And Ethan Hawke is nominated for The Good Lord Bird. Say that again. Ethan Hawke is nominated for The Good Lord Bird? No, before that. Hugh Grant for The Undoing. Yeah, you said Jackman. Oh. <laughs> Hugh Grant for The Undoing. <laughs> Hugh Jackman probably could have done that role very well as well. Did everyone watch Tenet? I yes. not watch Tenet. Armani, <laughs> what should you be doing with your life? Working. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Oh, what is it? All right. Um, 
Any other awards thoughts, comments about anything? Anything else that anyone sees missing? Not necessarily missing, but I just think it's interesting that they've added movies that haven't yet come out. And for one, isn't it really only um, Judas and the Black Messiah? Judas and the Black Messiah is not out yet. The Did anyone get a confirmation on the release date for the Billie Holiday movie? No. I don't think that's out yet either. And that's crazy because that feels like they're just trying to be like, all right, y'all. Y'all, y'all got some, like... You people. Not, yeah, you people. Not to say, like, it's not deserved, but that feels like a blatant just... All right, y'all, be quiet. Best television actor for a musical or comedy series? Don Tito for Black Monday. Eugene okay. Levy, Shits Creek. Jason Sudeikis, Ted Lasso. There are two other people nominated. However, those are the only three shows <laughs> that I think all of us have watched. And Don Tito on Black Monday is absolutely fucking phenomenal. And that's my opinion on it. Has anyone else... Dexter, I know you've watched Black Monday. Armani, have you seen Black Monday? I have not. Tom, have you watched Black Monday? I have watched maybe two or three episodes with Dex. And the two or three episodes I watched, I... So, yeah. I, I am a fan. It is a really good show. Armani, if you want to watch... If you need some good comedy in your life, that's the place where you should get it from. So... Uh, lastly, the last nom- last award that we're going to talk about on the Gold Globes is Best Supporting Actor Television, John Boyega for Small Acts, Brendan Gleeson, Daniel Levy, Jim Parsons for Hollywood, and Donald Sutherland, The Undoing. Jim Parsons acting in Hollywood was amazing. Donald Sutherland in The Undoing was good. That's good. And we all know how everyone feels about the Daniel Levy. Wait. Yeah, everyone knows that you all have spoken that already. Do y'all even think John Boyega would even get an award just because about of how vocal he's been about things over the last year or so? Maybe that's why uh, he's nominated. I've never, I haven't watched Small Axe, but like I've looked at like all I don't know how many five trailers there are for that show, and it looks like it's it it you know it looks deep, and it looks like it, it's you know he picked the role that was something that he really believed in. It, you know, when all the protests and stuff that I see, he you know his activism that he's done. So I I'm assuming it's good. I mean, he put, he put his heart into it. I didn't. I've never watched Detroit, so I don't know how mm. he is in these type of roles. So. Detroit was a good movie, but be ready if you watch it for black trauma. That's some oh black. God. Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> that movie is riddled with black trauma. Now nah, that's the most. That's one of the. That's like that's real Fruitvale Station. Like yeah, yeah, it's rough. Definitely deserve a trigger warning. Um, moving on from there. So that's all for the awards. The 78th annual Golden Globes premieres February 28th. So catch it if you deem, like if you want to, whatever. Coming to America trailer. The full trailer is out. What do y'all think about this full trailer for Coming to America? Tom, what do you think about the Coming to America trailer? Uh, yo, he had a baby with Jones? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, for that hell. And I, like, I'm not a comedy guy, but I'm definitely going to watch that. I'm excited to see it. To see where you went with it. Like, well, like you've had a long time. I mean, you know, think of this script. I don't know if you were working on it forever or, or not. But, you know, the fact that this much time has passed and different, especially seeing him playing like that. I don't know if he's playing another other character, that witch doctor character or whatever. And then the barbershop dudes, I, I'm excited. To see. Dexter, your thoughts? I don't care about the sequel. I want Armani to go back and watch the old one. <laughs> Yo, this is literally the most quotable movie in the history of like it's like right. this. It's like this in Friday. You know what I mean? But literally you can take every scene of this movie and take something from it. From your royal penis is clean to <laughs> you know, 
I've got to date Lisa to Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson with his, you know what I'm saying? Freeze you diseased rhinoceros. Pizzle. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) Yo, it's literally the most quotable movie ever. I understand what you're saying. It's just another Eddie Murphy movie. He has a lot of Eddie Murphy movies that make it so that he doesn't have a perfect filmography. However, he's got some bangers. And I think that Coming to America is probably his best one. That's why there's a sequel. Like, I mean, you know, Beverly Hills Cop and 48 Hours, they're popping. But Coming to America, man. Shout out to Akeem. That's why they got pops. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I do think that if there was going to be a class on black cinema movies, Coming to America would be on that syllabus. So, yeah, I agree with you. Armani like, I, I might show my son this movie because I think it's time. I think he's old enough to watch it. And he thinks every time he sees Eddie Murphy, he, so, he just says, look, it's Daddy Daycare. And I'm like, no, he's doing other <laughs> stuff, man. <laughs> Come on. Like, it's time for you to watch something different. <laughs> Daddy Daycare. It's Daddy Daycare. <laughs> was a gym. <laughs> Uh, that was so good. Funny, the other thing is from that movie, from Daddy Daycare, is Daddy Daycare, and when he sees, what's her name, Angelica Houston, he's like, it's the Grand High Witch, it's the Grand High Witch. Like, oh. <laughs> it is. Very true, she is, for sure. So, okay, this is not on the roster of things to talk about. Um, however, since you brought up Angelica Houston, mm-hmm. we were having a conversation while we are watching Little Things. I made some comments about Remy Malik that I had not seen the performance that I felt like makes him special as everyone says he is. However, I do feel like The Little Things is that movie. So I do feel like I've now found that movie, but prior to watching that, I had not seen it. And I made the comment that I felt like most of his performances, you could just kind of swap anyone in or out and it'd be the same movie. Actors who you could not just swap someone in or out of their movies and they'd be the same. Angelica Houston's probably one of those people. Like, I don't see anyone else being Morticia Adams. I don't see anyone else as the Grand High Witch. Denzel Washington. Who yeah. else? What other actors do you guys put in that that category of actors that cannot be interchanged in their performances? Tom. Hmm. On the fly? I think there's certain characters that, uh, that Morgan Freeman plays that I don't think you could switch. I don't think you could switch him out. Anybody could be red. I don't think everybody could be red in, in Shawshank. I think his his delivery and his the way he, his voice alone is one of those voices that anybody else playing that part, you could get an older black guy, random guy, uh, Bill Cobb, from whatever. You know what I'm saying? I forget what that kid. He was in New Jack City, the guy that kills Wesley Snipe at the end. You could have put him there, but it wouldn't have been the same role. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we and the only reason I was talking about because me and my brother were just talking about uh, Lean On Me the other day. And I was like, damn, I keep forgetting about that movie. You know how long, how, you know how old it is. I think, yeah, that's, that's probably the first thing I remember seeing Morgan Freeman in. And I can't see anybody playing that part, you know. And So I, I have to, I'm going to go with him, Morgan Freeman. Okay, good one, very good one. Armani. That's hard. I don't think there's really anyone in my spectrum of actors that is that comparable. Um, the only one closest that I can think of is Morgan Freeman as well. But outside of that... I don't say this. I can't say this new generation of actors has really come into that yet. Okay, that's fair, Dexter. I don't know. I think that there's a lot of. I think there's a lot of people now that are cut all that. Mahershala can do anything. Everyone can't be Mahershala. So are you yeah, saying, I'm saying like no? He's... What I'm saying is Mahershala can do anything. Any anybody can't do what Mahershala does. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. I'm sorry. I think that when you take take like a Denzel, I think any of these people who command time on the screen the entire movie, 
I think that if you interchange them, because I think, you know, I think that Denzel is his nuances that make him Denzel is what makes him be a lead man. I don't think Denzel could even be a supportive cast. You know what I mean? I don't think that he lends. Maybe if we see him in a movie and he's in a scene, but it's crazy how like he's never even been like a co-star to anyone ever. <laughs> Maybe not ever, but I mean like since like Glory or like that might be the only movie he was a co-star. Yeah, like it's been a while where he's not doing the bulk of the work on that set. I don't know. I mean, but there's a lot of people out there that command the screen and if you swap them with somebody like they try to swap the transporter try to make it seem like jason statham wasn't that that bull right like like, (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean certain people just command the screen in certain ways and but i agree with armani i mean it's not a lot of new new guys out here that can really i don't know marshall might be the youngest so you're probably just that was probably dead on for that yeah Um, he's he's different wrapping up Next episode of the podcast, we are going to take a deep dive into The Little Things. Check it out on HBO Max if you have not watched it already. We will also have the new episode of WandaVision. So we will deep dive and we will spoil that. And the next big movie to come out on HBO is February 12th. And that is Judas and the Black Messiah. Anything else that anyone is looking forward to watching or planning on watching? Not yet. Tom? I'm I'm looking for that Billie Holiday movie. (laughs) Where's that at? Oh, it comes out on the 25th. Oh, yeah. And that's what I'm looking forward to then. Okay. Dexter? Wendy Williams' movie was pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to just say that. Wendy's Wendy's movie was all right. The lady that played her did really well. That's all I got. Tom, you also watched the Wendy Williams biopic. What did you think? Well, I do agree with Dexter. The performance of the girl playing her was good. Well, she had an interesting life. So up to this point, I will say that They're, the dude, what's his name, Kevin, the, her, her dude. Yeah. I swear, every scene that dude's chain got longer and longer. Every time <laughs> I was watching it, I was like, "Yo, that's funny." <laughs> but you know, what I mean, <laughs> he was he was, but they was tripping though. I, I, I don't know that that the whole twenty minute like coke montage was 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 like, wow, you really got a problem. Huh? <laughs> um, I definitely think there's something to be said about when the person in the biopic actually has their hands in it. Because the quality of this, whether you like Wendy Williams or not, or you like the acting or not, the quality of this has been one of the better ones done, for sure. So but I think the fact she had her hands in it says a lot. And she also, you know, cherry-picked things. She left out a lot of stuff that people wanted to know about. Right. There's also that, which is interesting. Because she's the queen that's filling everybody else's business, but she can... You know, say this is off limits. And I don't want to talk about it, and we're not going to talk about it. So, um, but if you haven't checked out the Wendy Williams biopic, definitely check that out as well. And that's the podcast. I think we're done. I think that's it. We've covered everything. That's the podcast. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, until next time. Wash your hands and be safe. <laughs>